Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. I'm Heather Evans. When my twins were born at 24 weeks gestation, I began to think about the uniqueness of each of our motherhood journeys. I also began to understand the importance of education and support from other moms, no matter how different our lives may be. Each episode will highlight one mother's journey and the lessons she has learned on this crazy path we call life. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. Welcome back to the Mama Sisterhood. I am super excited to have Cece Davis here with me today. Welcome, Cece. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So I um, want to get obviously fully into your story, but before we get into that, I'm going to have you, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are, your family, where you live, and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay, sure. This is the hardest part, by the way, for me, like introducing <laughs> myself. I'd much rather like tell our story. Sure. Uh, but my name is Cece and I live uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I have three kids. They are, gosh, 11, almost 13 and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm married. My husband and I own a business together um, that... Uh, kind of crashed during COVID. And um, by trade, I am a, I'm a certified um, mindset coach and have always been, you know, into um, coaching women and things like that. And then um, several years ago, everything just kind of got flipped upside down when my children started getting just multiple diagnoses, um, both like psychological and then medical. And now I just sort through all of that. Um, I'm an open book. So I share a lot about, I try to share more about me and how I handle all this as a mom, as opposed to the specifics of what is happening with my children, especially because of their age right now. And they, you know, two of them are on social media and I, you know, it's their story is not mine to tell. Um, but I, I just try to share my, my story and I'm an open book. I try to share as much as I can about how I handle it and, and the tools I have and what has worked for us and all those things and just help spread awareness about um, pans and pandas. Well, and that's a perfect segue because that is what I would love to chat about today. So, yeah, like I said, I'm more comfortable talking about that. I turned 50 this year, so I feel Aww. like that's that's big too. Like, I still cannot believe I am 50. And, um, that has definitely, that's been a huge thing this year too, with just like the stress, my body is handling stress differently. Mm -hmm. It's processing everything differently now. And, um, and so it's, that's been a huge shift this year too. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into some of your coaching, but I'm sure that some of those strategies that you have would really help with a lot of those things and can help other people too. Yeah. you mentioned pans and pandas. And so how I found you online, I had heard of this, but to be honest, Mm -hmm. I don't have very much knowledge at all, but I feel like this is super important because I feel like it's out there and I feel like it's misdiagnosed. And as moms, we should know that this is a thing. And so that should we notice something like this in our kids, we would, you know, be able to advocate and get the right answers. So why don't Absolutely. you start if you want to start with either your child's journey, or if you want to sure. start by telling us what pans and pandas is, however sure. you feel like is easiest for you. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go back and forth between the two because it just, it kind of goes hand in hand, but 
Um, so what the, the saying is, is that pans and pandas, that they actually aren't rare. They're just rarely diagnosed and oh, awareness is key. Um, so for our story, I knew as a mom, and this is the, 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 one of the biggest lessons that I think that this journey has taught me is to trust your gut as a mom. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. when, when a mom reaches out to me and says, I suspect pans or pandas, um, and I use them both interchangeably. I will tell you what they each are, but I kind of use them interchangeably. But, um, when a mom reaches out to me and says, ah, you know, I, I, I wonder if this is what's going on, but I just don't know. We've been to so many doctors and, you know, the psychiatrist says, no, it's this. And, and, you know, the pediatrician doesn't really know and says that, you know, pans and pandas is a controversial diagnosis. And, and, you know, but my sister said she has a friend that, you, you know, you hear all these stories and I'm always say, listen, trust your gut, you know, your child better than anyone. Don't let professionals convince you otherwise. Um, and, and honestly, this is another thing that I've been saying lately is that if you are even considering going down the rabbit hole of pans, then it's probably that okay. no one in their right mind wants to go in this area. I mean, <laughs> really, really, it is, um, it, it is the hardest thing I've ever been through in my entire life. And I've been through some really hard things in my life. And this, com- this can't even compare um, the caregiver burden index for pans and pandas families is higher than that of caregivers who are caring for, um, people with Alzheimer's or people with cancer. Wow. Like it is, it, the stress is like, you really can't even put it into words. I almost like, I want to create new words because I'm like, okay, exhausted doesn't really cover it. It, it just doesn't explain, um, you know, uh, burned out doesn't really explain, you know, what happens, but, um, to tell you what pans and pandas is, um, it's an acronym. So pans is the bigger umbrella. And I feel like most people have probably heard of pandas and pandas is probably a little more widely accepted because what typically happens is a child has strep and they wake up one day and they are just different. They mm. have OCD, they have tics, they have mood swings, sleep disturbances, urinary issues, like you name it, like boom, strep. And then immediately after strep, something really changes in the child. Um, and, but it, it stands for pediatric, let me see, pediatric, I wrote it down because for some reason the A's are different and I don't sure. know why. Um, pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric um, disorder accompanied with strep that's pandas pans is pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndrome I have no idea why one is autoimmune and one is acute onset I have no idea why one is a disorder and one is a syndrome but anyway basically what happens is in a nutshell your child develops mild to severe issues that typically weren't there before. Um, Sometimes it is that acute onset where people will say, my child changed overnight, or you drop your kid off at school, you pick them up and they are different. Like something has happened to you or like, what just happened to my child? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it is more gradual. In our Mm -hmm. case, 
you know, hindsight, yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about like what happened. I think I've, I've gone back through our medical records. I have, I've printed out all three kids' medical records from mm-hmm. birth. Mm-hmm. And when we first got into all this, I mean, I truly was like writing down every time someone had strep, every time someone had an ear infection, I was trying to figure out every time there was any trauma, like I, I was trying to just figure it out and piece it together. Um, we saw, I think at one time I counted and it's probably increased since I counted. Cause I think I counted like two and a half years ago, but it took us about 13 physicians. Wow to get a diagnosis. And I mean, we saw multiple psychiatrists, we saw multiple pediatricians, we saw um, occupational therapists, we saw school psychologists, we saw um, functional medicine, uh, chiropractors, we saw like, I I mean, I I know I'm leaving out a bunch of people, we Mm -hmm. we went to an allergist, we went to ENT. Um, I, I mean, just, just so many doctors. And I don't even know where our story began, began to be honest, because like, as a mom, I knew many, many years ago that something happened. So, and, and like, I just didn't know like what, and I did have three kids in three and a half years. So I will tell you, I was one of those hot mess moms that was like, so frazzled. And so like, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think I, I think I potentially missed some signs and missed some things. Like things were just so chaotic. Like I don't know if we had acute onset. Like mm-hmm. we probably did. And so that that's why I think I like got all the medical records because I was like, I've got to piece this all together and figure out when this all started. And I mm-hmm. honestly, I've got two kids with pans. Um, I do believe that they probably started out as very easy. Um and that's, I, I said, I put that in air quotes since this is not like a video, but um, I think they probably started out with very easy cases of pandas mm-hmm. that went untreated. Mm-hmm. And now we have two very complex, multi-layer cases of pans. Um, okay. Because what happens is like, if there's not the awareness, like, uh, you know, my kids probably had, had strep so many mm-hmm. times. I just can't even remember. Um and they probably got it when they were, you know, three, four had strep. I didn't really even realize what was going on. Um, we started having like some urinary symptoms. And I remember I kept going to the pediatrician. I kept getting like these urine tests done and they were always normal, always normal, always normal. And I was like, I, like something's going wrong. Like, I don't know. And so well, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we'll send you to the urologist. So they sent us to a urologist. I forgot that that's a doctor. Another <laughs> So we went to the urologist and the urologist did ultrasounds and did like advanced urinalysis and all that kind of stuff. And I remember she just kind of shrugged her shoulders and she said, I think it's a potty training issue. And Hmm. I was like, at five, it's a potty issue. Like I was so confused. And, and another thing, another message. And one of the reasons why I like to be so vocal and make sure I share as much as I can from my mama perspective about all of this is because a lot of what got us to where we are today were professionals telling me, well, it's a potty training issue. It's a discipline issue, mm-hmm. an issue with boundaries or what. So what does that then point back to points back to 
the mom, it being the mom's fault. Oh, you didn't potty train her correctly the first time. You need to go back and do it the second time. Oh, this is the discipline issue. You're letting her control everything. Oh, this is, you know, um, you need a better sleep routine. I mean, you name it. I mean, we also went through, I, I mentioned the medical doctors, but I mean, we met with multiple therapists. We met with art therapists, um, parenting coaches. We had a parenting consultant come to our house and like observe us with our children. Um, like it, it just kept going on and on. So by the time we realized, oh my gosh, we are in crisis, <laughs> like something major is going on. Like we had years and years of like really digging where someone, the only one person ever mentioned pandas. Um, and that was the school psychologist who is this amazing, um, amazing woman who really dug more than any professional ever had. And with, with one child in particular, she sat me down and she said, have you ever looked at pandas? And I, or she said, have you ever heard of pandas? And I said, yeah, I have. And she said, um, well, have you ever looked at it? Have you, uh, you know, have your children have strep a lot? And I was like, well, two of them have had strep all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. But this one in particular had had her tonsils removed when she was little. And so I said, well, she had her tonsils removed. I mean, I, I didn't know that, oh, well, guess what? You can still have strep without tonsils. And I never knew about pans either. So she came to me and she said, have you, have you thought about pandas? And I, I, I've said, no, it's not that, no, it can't be that. Cause I didn't know any better. And, and even though she brought it up, she didn't know the, the, the true, like she knew the basics of pandas. I don't even know if she knew about pans, um, you know? And so since I dismissed it and said, oh, well, she doesn't have tonsils and you know, we, we went on with the process of, of like the full psychoeducational evaluation, but, um, out of all the professionals we saw, she was the only mm. one in wow. a period of, I mean, probably eight years mm -hmm. to mention it. Um, and it was actually another mom who originally diagnosed my children, um, or mm -hmm. my first child. Once, once it happened with the first child, then I was kind of like, wait a minute, is it possible to have two? Mm -hmm. Um, but it was another mom. I was going into a special needs mom page, like a, a local one on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we were in crisis. We had, mm -hmm. um, withdrawn our child from school and, and okay, let me back up a little bit. So like I said, we've been digging for many years. So it's kind of hard to tell the story of like how it exactly unfolded for us. But there was a time in November of 2020 where um, my child got sick and it was, you know, uh, not a not a big deal. We took her into the pediatrician. We got her tested for COVID. That was negative. We got her tested for strep. That was negative. And they said, oh, it's a virus. It'll just run its course you know, didn't seem to be a big deal. Um, she was homesick for a week. And after that week, things never went back to normal. Um, mm -hmm. This was my child who was a straight A student and loved school and never had to be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? N never had to be reminded to do schoolwork, mm -hmm. never had to be, you know, forced. Like she- yeah 
loved schoolwork. She loved projects. She loved going to school. She was a Girl Scout, um, always had the top cookie sales, Mm -hmm. straight A's on student council. I mean, she was like, she was our star student. And then after that week of having that, that bug, she didn't want to go to school and school refusal, um, school avoidance, uh, is a big, big symptom of pans and pandas. So I really think not just mamas need to know about this. I think teachers, administrators, anyone working with a child, whether they are medical, psychological, school, educational oriented with children, like they just need to know about pans and pandas because sometimes it can be so subtle. Um, and a, a lot of times it appears like it is a psychiatric or mm-hmm. psychological issue or a behavioral issue mm-hmm. or um, a, a urinary issue. I mean, like a sleep disturbance issue, like there are so many things. But um, so the first thing, the first thing that showed up for us when it really snowballed was the school refusal piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really out of character. And then the next thing was um, a huge increase in sensory sensitivities. Okay. Um, all my children are sensitive. They all are, are, are sensitive. Um, and, and so, you know, that wasn't anything that we hadn't dealt with before, but like it went from like, mm, this smells funny and this, I don't like how these socks feel to not being able to wear clothes not being able to sit in a classroom because it was too bright and too loud and too Mm -hmm. everything, too chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were the first thing. And and then actually um, food restriction. Um, My child all of a sudden decided that that she was a vegetarian just kind of overnight. And so Mm -hmm. that's another thing you see like food restriction that just comes on kind of out of nowhere. And it was just like this snowball rolling down a hill where it was like, okay, she missed school for a week. And yeah, all of a sudden she hates her teacher and she's not doing her work and she's not. And then to like a month later in bed, refusing to get out of bed, refusing to get dressed, refusing to go to school. Um, and we were, we were really, really lost. Um, yeah. And so that was kind of the beginning of me. And I I guess the point of where, when I backed up is what I was saying as another mom actually diagnosed my child. So what happened was um, we pulled her out of school and we immediately like put her in therapy, started seeing psychiatrists, um, switched to a different psychiatrist to get a second opinion. I mean, we, I was just trying to throw anything, was going to occupational Mm -hmm. therapy, um, was doing art therapy, like trying to do all the things. And we really weren't making much progress and things were getting worse. Like mm, yeah. we were trying, we tried three psych meds. And when those didn't work, they wanted to, they wanted to try a, um, an anti-seizure med to see if that would help. And so here, I think we had tried four medicines um, nothing, everything was getting worse. Nothing was getting, I mean, nothing was getting better. There was just so much happening and I was at my wits end. And for months I had been posting in this local special needs mom page saying like, I need a psychiatrist. I need another psychiatrist. I need a therapist. Like I was asking for all these recommendations and we had had a particularly bad, bad day where we went 
to our appointment with the occupational therapist and my child could not get dressed. So she went in a robe and she was having a very, very hard time. And the occupational therapist pulled me aside and she said, if you bring her back like this again, I'm going to have to call 911 and I'm going to have to report you. Oh my gosh. And I was like, report what? me for what? Right. And I mean, we were all That's crying. Insane. I, I yeah. was crying. The occupational therapist was crying. I mean, it was hard for her to tell me that, but I think she was trying to say, listen, like legally, yeah. I have concerns about your child. And if you don't, like, if you come back and she's still like this, I'm going to have to call 911. Well, we never went back to the occupational therapist, but that day I went home and I, I mean, I was crying and I went and I posted in this, this local page that I've been posting in. And I said, we need help. Yeah. We need inpatient psychiatric treatment. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is where I'm going to get emotional. Thank God a mom came forward and wow. she said, she said, Cece, I have been reading your post for the past several months. And I just want you to know every single one of your posts reminds me of my journey with my sons and wow. they had pandas. Had you, have you ever looked into that? Please, I beg you look into that. Wow. And like that one thing pivoted everything mm-hmm. for us. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I was so terrified when I left the OT that day. I thought, I mean, she's right. You know, I mean, I thought she was right, but I didn't want it to happen on her terms. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want her to have to report us and yeah, I didn't want, yeah. I used to work for social services. I didn't want mm-hmm. social services to get involved with right. us. So I thought, okay, we'll do it right. We will take her to, we'll take her to an inpatient treatment and we'll do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, this one mom just spoke up mm-hmm. and I private messaged her and I said, okay, like, what do I need to do? And luckily I had a good friend who, who her child had pandas and mm-hmm you know, we worked together, we coached together, but I never had really talked to her much about like, Hey, my kid's been doing this. What do you Mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. But I reached out to her that day and she said, I'm sending you a plan and I want you to follow this and we're going to get, we're going to figure this out. And I was like, okay. So again, it was two moms (laughs) that really helped me figure it out. And then, but that wasn't even the, that, that wasn't the, end of the story. I mean, that was, that was the beginning of a very long journey. It took from that point, that was March of 2021. Mm -hmm. Let's see, my child finally got diagnosed almost a year later in February Mm -hmm. of 2022. She actually has a a diagnosis of autoimmune encephalitis, which really goes hand in hand with PANS. They gave her that Mm -hmm. diagnosis so that insurance would approve IVIG, which is kind of the top of the line treatment for the most severe cases. But um, all along the way, it has been other moms mm-hmm. who have supported me. I love have, that. Yeah. Who have guided me, who have um, advised me. Um, we do have great doctors now. I'm certainly not like, yeah, I'm not, um, poo-pooing like the whole medical profession by any means, but we fell through the cracks. My children fell through the cracks time and time and time again. It wasn't like, it was like, Oh, one time. I mean, we saw, like I said, 13 doctors, we saw five psychiatrists Mm -hmm. in town. Um, 
we were doing all the right things as parents. We were hiring parenting coaches. We were, you know, getting evaluations. We were meeting with the school. We were like talking with, I mean, I was begging, mm-hmm. begging people for help, begging mm-hmm. people. Um, and we were getting turned away left and right. We were, you know, being told there was a lot of, well, it's just, it's just anxiety. It's just mm-hmm. autism. It's, um, it's just behavioral um, it's a discipline problem, things like that. Um, so it's really been, so that's why I try to speak up because if that that one mom, one mom hadn't spoken up in Mm -hmm. March of 2021 and said, Cece, all of everything you've said for the past four months reminds me of what Mm -hmm. has happened with my sons. Mm -hmm. Look into pandas, please. And she was the only one. There were other moms that were saying, oh, try this place. Or what about this place? Or have you called this person? I mean, they were giving me psychiatric, um, you know, places to go. And if it weren't for that one mom, I mean, I I really don't know what I would do. And then, like I said, my friend, um, it was a Friday night. I vividly remember it. She was like, I'm getting you a plan, go out and get these things and start on them tomorrow. And I did. And, um, we got our child back like almost, yeah. almost immediately from giving her die-free Motrin and an antihistamine and lemon balm. And, um, so there were some other vitamins, I think that she told me that I gave her. So I just like gave her everything all at yeah. once. Um, and, and we saw immediately uh-huh. some relief from the past, you know, the, the chaos and crisis that we had been in. Whereas psych meds and the seizure med and like therapies and all the things we were trying hadn't, I mean, they almost were making it worse, like, cause there were side yeah. effects from the psych meds and, and the ther- therapy was like traumatizing and going to all these doctors was very traumatizing. Um, and so it was, it was just, it was just another mom. So again, that's, that's why I try to speak out. Yeah. I, I'm, I tell like, all moms. I just did a post recently, um, October. I don't know the date. I should know the date. It's like October 9th, I think is pans pandas awareness day. And I did a post that day and I said, you know, my, my answer is yes. Like if you have a friend that is struggling, my answer is give her my phone number yesterday. Like Mm -hmm. tell anyone to call me, text me. Like, you don't have to ask, is it okay to share my phone number? Don't, you don't have to ask, is it okay to share my email or whatever? Like just share, because if I can help another mom out of the darkness, like the moms have helped me, um, like I, I, I'm happy to, and it, and again, it's been multiple moms and it didn't just end in March of 2021. Mm -hmm. I, I had to connect with other moms and I had to have like, you know, I was having other people tell us, oh, you know, no, this is just, this is just anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to do a, a behavioral, you need to do ABA and, you know, we're getting referred to all these, these things. Um, and I had another mom that I met and she just kept selling, telling me, Cece, um, I mean, I can't, you know, I don't know, but gosh, your child sure does sound like my child used to be. Mm-hmm. And it was just those stories of, you know, um, I think sometimes we get so isolated and thinking this is only happening to me, but once you start having those hard conversations and sharing with people, like what's going on 
And again, I try to share it in, in a sensitive way. I'm, I'm not ever going to show, you know, videos or pictures of what's going on with my children or, or what have you. But, um, but I will always share privately because I feel like it's so important that, that the other moms know, like, this is a thing and you're not alone. Your child's not crazy. You're not crazy. Um, you just have to really learn how to advocate and find the right people to help you. So um, that's, that, that's a lot. I know. <laughs> no, I think that's wonderful. And honestly, that's why I started to do this podcast is because we had been through so much and other moms helped me. And I think as moms, we just all have to stick together, especially yeah. moms in like a little bit harder situation. Absolutely. Okay. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, <laughs> and no I mean, comparison, I was... only sticking together. Absolutely. And one of the things um, that has helped me the most, there's, I have a lot of mantras and like affirmations that like, I just kind of have on repeat in my head and um, this, this journey and being a special needs mom of any kind, um, you really do feel helpless a lot of the time because either your child's nonverbal and you can't, you don't know what's happening or um, I mean, you just, you just feel so helpless. And my, my mantra is, you know, when I feel helpless, I help others. And, you know, on the days where I am like, okay, my own, can I cuss? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, when, when life is a like shit show dumpster fire in my own house and like, I can't, I can't do any, I feel like I can't do anything right. Or like everything's going wrong. I'm like, I'm going to reach out to another mom and see how she's doing today. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, and I always preface this by saying, because like I said before, like there is no word that truly expresses the exhaustion and overwhelm and burnout that pans and pandas moms feel. So I'm certainly, I don't want to pile another thing on a mom's plate and say, oh, but you have to go check on another mom. But the thing is what you get back for yourself is, you know, you get that community and you get that feeling of, Oh gosh, either it's, it's either you suddenly have this new appreciation for your own situation or the sense of gratitude of, Oh, okay. So they're having a really bad day today. I'm just being whiny or, you know, but it's through those connections that, um, again, those connections save me time and time again. And I'm just a big believer on, you know, I'm not saying that you have to go out and solve another mom's problems or cook dinner and take it to like, just reach out and say, Hey, how are you today? I'm thinking about you. I mean, even just a quick little text message. I mean, for me, when I feel helpless, I help others. Like, I love that. I feel like I'm going to write that down on the very front of my planner. So I see that every day. I think that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Well, I I wish I could take credit for it. Um, I love Gabby Bernstein and she has a, an app that, um, gives you an affirmation every day. And it's, it's one of the affirmations from her, from her app. Okay. But now I need like, to check out the app too. Yeah. 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 She's got great stuff, but um, it's one of her older apps, but okay. like, I've got, I've got so many resources like that, that, I mean, that's, that's how I survive is through yeah. like all of Gabby's apps and yeah. all of my mindset practices and just like all the things. So with the pans and pandas, do they know what actually causes these symptoms after the original illness? Like I know you said she had the diagnosis of encephalitis, which that's right. Is that inflammation and yep. the yeah, brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, so yes. 
basically what happens is the immune system misfires and mm -hmm. starts attacking healthy cells. Okay. And that's where like the, the psychiatric symptoms come from. You see mm -hmm. ticks, both verbal ticks mm -hmm. and physical ticks. You mm -hmm. see, you know, OCD, um, sometimes the OCD, I, this is what I'd like to say about OCD. So, whew, um, I could say a lot about OCD, but I'll try to keep it to like a sentence or two. OCD is so much more than hand washing and flicking the light switch and checking the door lock multiple times. I think a lot of kids with pans and pandas and, and not all, I mean, some do have this like stereotypical traditional hand washing and, and germs and stuff like that. But, I mean, uh, fear of germs and stuff like that. But um, a lot of it manifests in intrusive thoughts that okay. you cannot see. And it is tricky. It is super, super tricky. My own children, their OCD shows up through intrusive thoughts and you can't, like, I, I can't like see that, <laughs> you know? So anyway, OCD is way more than just the stereotypical stuff that, that people know about. But, mm -hmm. um, so you've got that, you've got urinary symptoms, you, you can get food aversions mm -hmm. and, and I so mean, this is happening all throughout the body, just the brain alone, or just like, you know, you mentioned the urinary. Okay. It, yeah. 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 So it, it happens like the misfiring happens mm -hmm. in the brain. But then those the signals get sent okay. all over. So, Got you know, it. some Got kids, it. it can, you know, affect the, you know, with urinary symptoms and really still it all originates. It, it's all, mm -hmm. it's all in the brain. Um, the gut, the gut is very heavily involved in all of this as well. Um, okay. But it's just a misfiring of, of the immune system. Like instead of doing what it's supposed to do, it starts attacking the healthy cells and, um, you know, a lot of people get strep. Not everybody gets pants or pandas, right. but it's just good to know about. And um, pants, let me, let me say this first of all about pants. So I told you pa pandas is caused by strep. Pans is essentially caused by anything else, really any other virus. Um, it can be caused by COVID. It can be caused by um, exposure to toxins, to mold, mm. uh, vaccine injuries, like really anything that causes mm -hmm. the, the immune system to misfire can fall mm -hmm. under the pans umbrella. And that's for us, we have dealt with, um, mold. We had a really mm -hmm. big mold problem. We went through massive mold remediation. Um, and then we have, um, some toxins and, and, and then, um, I'm not going to get into the technical stuff because it's, it's, sure. it's too much, but, um, but other viruses and, and illnesses still, still found in their systems. So that makes a lot of sense. So that's why the psychiatric medications weren't doing anything because it was yeah. trying to treat the actual psychiatric yeah. disorder, but right. it wasn't and, that. It was and some, right. And sometimes you can get relief. I mean, okay. sometimes you totally can get relief. My, my son, you know, has been on a, on a, um, psychiatric med, a, um, SSRI. And it did help him initially, but, um, you know, so sometimes, and, and really you want to treat the root cause. I mean, you know, the, whatever the root cause is, whether it's inflammation, infection, um, toxicity, um, you want to treat the root cause. And in the meantime, and this is what I would I always say, because we, we did, we have used psychiatric meds and, um, like, sometimes you have to make the decision for what's best for your family. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we have, we have used 
psych meds, we actually do a combination of, of, of everything in our house. We do, um, homeopathy. (laughs) We do traditional standard medication. We've done antibiotics. We do steroids. We do, um, you know, anti-inflammatories we do. Um, I'm probably leaving a whole, I mean, just so many things out. We've tried a lot of things in our house. And one thing this journey has also taught me is to surrender and try anything Mm -hmm. because like nothing, like when your child is struggling, like you'll try anything. It's like, oh, okay. Like I've, I've ordered freeze dried organic donkey milk from the Azores and tried that. Yep. I would do the same thing though. If there was a chance, if someone else said it had helped. Now, what was, was, you had said the other mom put you on or put, you know, helped you put your daughter on this program and you said diaphragm Motrid. So can you tell me about that? Cause I know you said then it really helped her. So what was that? How did those help? So, um, she told me, and this is, this is what I tell other moms. And I always preface it by saying, you know, I am not a doctor. I am just a mom who's been through it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is just a good gauge to see if perhaps (laughs) what is happening is an inflammation issue. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's, if it's like toxicity, if it's from, I mean, but see the thing is, so the infections and the toxicity can cause inflammation. So typically there is some amount of inflammation in a pans and pandas kid. And so if you give them dye-free Motrin, and I say dye-free because our kids are super sensitive, super mm-hmm. sensitive. Mm-hmm. Dyes are one of the most triggering things for our children. So dye-free Motrin, give it a try, give it around the clock for a few days. And if your child who is in crisis, who is like, screaming, having, you know, um, um, ticks and, and, um, attachment issues and not going to school and, you know, like all these issues and you give them die Motrin and things settle down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a really good sign. The tricky thing is if you do that and nothing changes, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's mm-hmm. not pans and pandas. Okay. Like we did that initially and, but it didn't, it didn't cure the Mm -hmm. problem. It didn't fix everything. So it can alleviate flares, but it doesn't necessarily like cure and fix everything. Um, some it's usually a multi-layer treatment plan that you have to do. And I mean, we're still at it. We're still healing. We're still trying to figure out what each child needs and each child responds to different things and each child improves with different things. But, um, I will tell you that I, you know, um, one child had, um, one kind of infusion. And after these infusions, this child was, I I mean, I dare say almost a hundred percent neurotypical and healthy. Was it an infusion of a strong anti-inflammatory. What is that? I, 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 IVIG. So it's intravenous immunoglobulin, which is other people's immune cells. They kind of put them in a batch. Oh, okay. And I, you know, I don't actually know how many donors go into that batch, but I, I think it's like thousands. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. And so okay. it's, so you're, you're basically resetting the immune system with other people's immune cells. And what it does is it, it just helps the body work correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it resets the immune system. So one child had those um, infusions and 
really became neurotypical and, and perf- perfectly functioning. Like all the sensory issues went away, <laughs> all of the, like just all of the issues went away. And then another child had infusions with, um, kind of like a Myers cocktail that had like, um, B vitamins, zinc, um, trying to think, I can't even remember all the things that were in that, um, infusion with a huge, huge dose of glutathione, which helps the body detox. Mm. So after those infusions, then I had another neurotypical child, which. So they both got better, but the infusions had different things in them. Yes. 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 And so it's, it's, it's a lot of throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing sure. what sticks, unfortunately, which I think is another one of the reasons why mainstream medical doctors don't want to touch it. It's mm-hmm. it's a beast. Are it's those a- infusions something they have to continue to do? Or is that something where it lasts well, for a period of time? It, it's different for each kid. Okay. I mean, okay. I've talked to moms who their child had one and they never had to have another one. I've talked to ones who... Yeah, I mean, you'll see families who have to have them every three to four weeks for years. Mm -hmm. Um, We had six and we should be doing more, but we've made the decision to pause it. it, It's hard. It's hard on their bodies, their side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of like chemo. I mean, you know, it kind of can make them sicker before it gets them feeling better. And Mm -hmm. I mean, what kid wants to go through that? So Um, that's why we, we've, like I said, we've tried a lot of things and the, the best advice that I can give is if, if you, if someone suspects pans or pandas, the Facebook groups for pans and pandas, they it's, they're amazing. I know some Facebook groups you get in there and you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't want people telling me what to do. I don't want people shredding me apart and whatever, but but it is one of the most supportive communities. So I always say, you know, add yourself to a pans and pandas group on Facebook and be a fly on the wall. For me, I added myself to, uh, it's called pandas parents. I added myself to that group and I didn't say anything for a long time. I just watched the posts and I finally, I like, I could not believe there were other parents saying exactly our exact experience. And so I knew I was in the right place. I had been in so many special needs pages and ADHD pages and dyslexia pages and autism pages and highly sensitive children. Like, like I cannot tell you, like I've, I've been searching for help for so many years. I've been in all the pages. Nothing ever fit my children. Nothing ever fit. And I was, I was still like, and I would even ask questions in some of the pages and the answers I would get, I would be like, yeah, that doesn't work for my children. I don't, so that like, I would, uh, I just left with like more questions than answers. And then that Pandas Parents page, I mean, I, I finally felt like I was understood and I wasn't alone. And I was on the way to finding answers for my children because like everything sounded like our experience after years of feeling very isolated and very alone and very hopeless, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So I say, always say, add yourself to a page. You don't have to ask questions. I know that's not everybody's thing, but just search, like use the keyword search type in whatever your worst symptom is, see what comes up, type in just something, just watch what comes up and see if it rings true. See if anything sounds familiar. Um, Use your gut, use your gut to help you figure out, like, I know 
what's best. I mean, you know, we went to this one place and these doctors were like, your child didn't have acute onset. We don't think that, that this is what it is. We think it's autism. And I knew in my gut, I was like, but, but my child changed, Mm -hmm. my child changed. And then my child improved with Diefree Motrin. And then my child, you know, you know, so I knew, I knew, and it's really unfortunate that we have to advocate and we have to keep digging and we have to keep asking questions and we have to keep searching for the right doctor, but they are out there. They really are out there and you just have to keep digging and then, you know, connect with other moms, connect with other moms. And, you know, some, some don't want to connect and, and that's, that's fine. Although it drives me crazy, but you know, um, but my policy is again, I am, I'm an open book. You can text me, you can send me a private message. You can, you know, send me a message through Facebook or Instagram or wherever. And like, I'm not an expert, but I will tell you what our, you know, story is and what things, what has worked for us and what we found to help or not help or, you know, um, and, 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 you know, just keep like, just keep optimistic and hopeful that you're like on the right path and you just have to keep, you just have to keep going for the sake of your child. Cause yeah, you know, they deserve, they deserve to live healthy and happy, you know, lives. So, yeah. Oh, I feel like you have given us so many good tips. Oh, thank you so much. This is so, so helpful. And if you don't mind, and I have a feeling you won't based on what you yeah. just said, <laughs> I think your Instagram is amazing. Do you mind sharing? Where I think you can no, find you not at all. That not way at all. They can reach yeah. out. Yeah. 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 So I'm soul shine mom uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, and my friend that I mentioned who, who helped me, we are starting a podcast. We keep, Exciting. we've both been so busy, <laughs> but we still, we have a page for that as well. Okay. And that's um, Pandas Pans Podcast. It's a mouthful, but the podcast will be called Pandas Pans Unfiltered. Um, nice. But Soulshine Mom is like where my main, my main page is. And I have highlight buttons to talk about pans and pandas. I have a highlight button for our mold stuff, um, highlight button for resilience, uh, just how to be resilient and like extreme extreme crisis situations. Um, and then I just try to share, you know, what has helped me again. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't share too much about the details with my children. Um, but I try to share like what the experience has been like for me, Mm -hmm. um, how I've survived, what helps me. I mean, I am a certified mindset coach Mm -hmm. and pans has, just rocked our world so much that really the only person I coach now is myself. And I kind of joke about it sometimes, but honestly, like I am coaching myself all day long. I'm reminding myself that I have to put myself first, that I have to take care of myself. If I'm going to be able to take care of them, I have to remind myself that nothing's personal. Like, you know, um, kids with pans and pandas, um, can say and do things that are, that are very, very hurtful and very scary. And you can take it very personally, or you can just say, I know I go back to like the raw screen, um, quote of kids do well when they can. And that is so true. And what I also say is kids do well when they feel well and kids with pants and pandas, a lot of the times they do not feel well, but maybe they can't quite put it into words. Like, you know, um, a great but I, I, I go back to that all the time that it's just, 
Um, another one of my things, which totally comes from Gabby Bernstein and I cannot take credit for is, you know, I choose to see, well, actually it comes from Gabby Bernstein, but it comes from a course in miracles. So is I choose to see love. I choose to see love instead of fear. I choose to see. And what that means is, I mean, I've been working through a course in miracles for the past year or this, you know, 2023, and I've learned so much from it. And it's not just, you know, um, I had a hard time at first wrapping my head around choose to see love instead of fear. Well, I'm like, well, you know, what does that mean exactly? And all it means is that you are just choosing to see that your child would do well if they could. And, you know, you're, you're just choosing to focus on that and you're not choosing to focus on the bad negative stuff. And, um, I just try to keep reminding myself of that. And, um, you know, every shift towards love is a miracle. And the more you see miracles and believe in miracles, then the more you get for your children and the more you get for yourself and your family. And, um, so that's, that's all the stuff that keeps me going that I just keep like on repeat in my head (laughs) all day long. (laughs) So good. Well, and I feel like too, it's important to say like, so for example, with your Instagram, obviously super important for mamas of kids with pans and pandas, but also just super helpful for moms in general. And especially we have lots of moms here of moms with special, you know, kids with special needs and things like that. And I know with my kids, you know, they don't have pans and pandas, but we have lots of other struggles and, you don't have to have a kiddo with pans and pandas to really gain a lot from that. So I am appreciating everything I'm learning. Uh, Well, thank you so much. Well, I will say that, you know, sometimes I follow like too many like um, Instagram people that try to help you like build your following and stuff. And they always tell you to niche down. Mm -hmm. I've never been one that's wanted to niche down Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I want to help everybody. I really do. But, but I do feel it. So thank you for saying that. Cause I do feel like, I mean, this applies I mean, you don't even really have to be a mom. I mean, this applies to if you're a caregiver for an aging parent, or if Mm -hmm. you're in a job you don't like, or Mm -hmm. if you're, whatever your struggle is. Just a human existing in this world. Yeah. Choosing love over fear, choosing to surrender, choosing to believe in miracles and, and like, and, and just, just doing the work on yourself and, and digging deep and continuing to to do that and continue to take really good care of yourself. I mean, this year, like I, I I can't remember if I said this when we started recording or before we started recording, but I turned 50 this year and like everything has been just such a lesson in giving myself grace. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. My hormones are not the same as they used to be. My body is not the same as it used to be. My, my brain (laughs) capacity and function is not the same as it used to be. So it's like, you just have to keep giving yourself grace and knowing like, okay, today I need to slow down and that's okay. And today I need to take a nap today. I need to spend some time outside. I mean, you know, it's, it's for me, the most important thing is taking really, really good care of myself. And luckily I started doing that before we kind of got into crisis. And so that was such a gift for me because like, I don't know where I would be without all my tools and I have a lot of them and I think we all need tools. And I think, you know, I've learned even more this year because of turning 50 and, you know, in my forties, it was all about like working out and, you know, cardio and and building muscle. And now it's like, no, actually I need somatic movement. Like Mm -hmm. I need the really gentle somatic movement, Mm -hmm. you know, 
and I need, um, I'm really into trying to figure out like how to support my nervous system because we've been in a crisis for so long. And a lot of special needs moms live not here, but here, you know, mm-hmm. like high Absolutely. stress, like fight or flight. And yep. when your body is in that mode for a long time, mm-hmm. wow, it really does things it <laughs> to does. your body. And say, that's what I've symptoms. that's what I've learned this year. I actually just got dismissed from physical therapy um, because it wasn't helping me. And she said, I think this is systemic. I think there's mm-hmm. like just something. And I knew I went to physical therapy because I was like, well, you know, I'd like to know what might help my shoulder. Like I need to know like what to do. And I had a I had a pretty good hunch that it was um just the culmination of stress and for sure, you know, being in fight yeah. or flight and my, yep. my, my nervous system just being, you know, wired all the time. And so mm-hmm. I've been working lately on like, all right, yes, I, I do meditate. I do breath work. I do all the things, but what, what are the additional things I can add in to support my nervous system? Because like you have to, yeah. you have to, or you will burn out. And I know the number one fear of a special needs mom is that you will die before your child. Like what happens to your child when you die? Because holy cow, if something were to happen to me, like my husband has no idea what what my children take and how they take it. And you know, what special things I have to do. Like, you, you know, like a special needs mom, our greatest fear is like, what happens to my kids if, if something Mm -hmm. happens to me. And so we have to take really good care of ourselves. And it's, I'm constantly just sharing like what, what works for me and what might work for you. And just reminding people that like, you've got to do it. And it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. It's been really hard for me, but but it's worth it. Well, you're doing a great job for yourself and helping teach others to do it too. So, yeah. So again, true. when I feel helpless, I help others. So I think sometimes when, when things are the worst in our house, that's when I'm almost the most present and, and reaching mm-hmm. out and doing more because I'm like, Oh God, like I can't control anything that's happening in my house. So at least I can like help other people and find some light somewhere if I can't do it in my own house, you know? So I love that. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have to ask you the final question that I ask okay. all of my guests. Okay. Oh, good. So, okay. So if you had a whole day to yourself, you could mm-hmm. go anywhere, you could do anything. Where would you go? And what would you do? <laughs> I would stay home and I would make everybody else leave. I don't think <laughs> I've the had a comfort a... of your home. I love it. I don't think I have had a day in my house alone, um, since 20, like February, 2020. Wow. Um, pre COVID. Yeah. Pre COVID. Yeah. I would say like, you know, COVID and then it kind of COVID kind of morphed into pans and now I'm homeschooling two children and, and my husband works from home. And so my, my best day would be just here in my house, just mm-hmm. peace, quiet. Like that's the one thing I don't think necessarily this has anything to do with 50, but I've noticed it from turning 50. Like I have very simple pleasures now. Like I 
and, and this is another bit of advice that I give people to, um, is finding moments to be present that that keeps you out of like anxiety about the future or re you know, going over the past and like what happened and what I did wrong or, you know, whatever, like just having these moments of presence, like mm-hmm. that fills my cup so much. And like, I will just watch trees blow in the breeze. <laughs> I love like, that. I mean, yeah. that probably goes to show just how exhausted and burned out I am that like fun and joy and, and things that fill my cup are things like watching trees blow in the breeze. Or but that's just sitting mindfulness. In the, that's perfect. It, it totally is. It's mindfulness. It comes back to being present and comes back to just surrendering and, um, and, and just looking for those moments because it's in those micro moments. And, and that's another message that of mine is that before we got into this, my self-care and like my morning process was hours long, Mm -hmm. hours long, truly. Now I have these micro moments throughout the day, you know, I'll meditate five minutes when I wake up and then I'm up and, you know, uh, the day is, is not mine anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go sit in the swing for a few minutes and just have a glass of water and watch the trees or listen to just the noises of nature or even just the noises of the construction across the street, like just being Mm -hmm. mindful and tapping into all your senses. And I just have those little moments throughout the day. I like Um, that. That's really great advice. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I also have moments where I go in the closet and cry and eat chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you got to do whichever of those you need in that moment. You have to do that. Yeah. Those are all good things. Exactly. 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 Well, Cece, this was awesome. So thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing all of this wisdom you've gained from from your journey and your coaching. And I encourage all of our listeners to go out there and follow you on Instagram. And I'm so excited you're going to have a podcast. That's so Yeah, thank you. I know now that I've, I've, I, we've put it out there. We've got a page for it. So it's going to happen, but like we, we just, um, we just have to sit down and make it happen. We're two yeah. very busy people, but yeah. anyway, yeah. thank you so much. Well, this was so much fun. Yeah. And I, I'm just always happy to get word out. And this way, I, again, so much of your advice can help any mom or any person, but I also think it's so important that should someone notice this change in their child and with how you mentioned having to go to 13 different specialists, maybe this will help someone not have to go through that much of a process yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. find the answers sooner and get the right treatment sooner. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, that's my whole purpose. And speaking out is that just to help others avoid what we've gone through. Um, and then, like I said, let people know they're, they're not alone. There's no, I mean, you know, they're, they're just not alone and there's community out there and there are, you know, moms out there that, that have been through it and can help and just at least know, at least just know and recognize, like, I see you, I know what you're going through. So thank you so much. Sure. You're welcome. I loved it. Hey, everyone. I wanted to jump on here real quick and remind you about my books. So Learning to Breathe is our NICU journey from when my twins were born at 24 weeks and just a pound and a half each. And then the NICU Mama Survival Guide is a book I wrote combining my knowledge as a pelvic health PT who's worked in postpartum care for a really long time with my experience as a NICU mom 
to help moms recover, even though the little one is in the NICU, to help them recover from their pregnancy and delivery. Both books are available on Amazon. Thanks for joining us today on the Mama Sisterhood podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any extraordinary motherhood journeys. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review. This helps me reach more moms. See you next week. Thank you.